Good morning, everyone. This is Terry and Liz from the Making Money Personal podcast. And today we're in the studio just together. We're having a little bit of uh, just a small discussion, if you will, between the two of us and that we want to share with you about um, best practices for marketing your small business. So Liz and I are in marketing and, you know, we started talking about all of the different channels that we use in our own within our own organization. And, you know, it's like, let's just share that as part of our podcast. So today it's just going to be um, just a discussion between the two of us that we want to share with you. So stay tuned. And as we share our best practices. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted best credit union in New Hampshire. Well, good morning, Lizzie. <laughs> good morning, Terry. How are you this morning? Good, good, good. It's good to see you, as I always. Know, I know, in this podcast room, I have my latte this morning. It's phenomenal. <laughs> you are prepared. I'm super prepared. I apologize in advance if I get extra chatty. <laughs> no, we like that. We just infuse it in Liz, and then it's like there's nonstop chatter, so that's awesome. So, um, Liz, as I mentioned uh, in the intro, is that today we wanted to share some best practices for our small business listeners that um, are tuning in and about marketing, how they can market their business and share a little bit about our own, you know, the things that we do here. Um, we work for Triangle Credit Union. So we have, you know, we work in the marketing department here and we have a lot of channels that we use. Oh yeah. And so some of the things that we've learned and that we want to share with them. What do yeah, you think? I, I love the idea. Yeah. I think when it comes to marketing your business, it can get very tricky. I mean, it's, it's, it's easy to think in your mind like, oh, I got to do this and this and this. But when it actually comes down to practice, I mean, I don't know about you, but it gets very, it can get out of control. Right. It can get out of control if you don't have a plan. So we just want to kind of clear up some of that um, maybe confusion that right. anyone who's either starting a business or growing their business might have. Right. And give them just some some key strategies that they can follow that will really kind of help them infuse their business with, a, with more of a plan. Right. Um, and that's, a, you know, you bring up a good point. I feel like that when we start talking about um, marketing for small business, that it's kind of like, what do I want to say, uh, like global warming or, uh, you know, hunger, feeding the world. You know what I mean? Like these It's are, nebulous. It's, it's huge. It is it's huge. Like, it is huge. And it's ever-changing. It's always yes. evolving, right? Yes. So, you know, it's about you know, when is it safe to, to pivot, right? Or am I doing the right thing? And, yeah. you know, um, I feel like that it's important that you you think about marketing efforts, um, but I don't feel like that you have to, it ha it doesn't have to be to the point where um, it's, you're overanalyzing everything mm -hmm. and to the point where it's becoming um, analysis paralysis. Yeah. Right? right. So, but it does, sometimes it, it does require a pivot um, and it certainly requires some thought. Yeah. Right? So, you know, as a small business owner, typically you're in the middle of either producing something or servicing customers or whatnot. And it might be one of the last things that you do think about at the end of the day. So I think it's a really important that, you know, for, for some of the best practices that we're going to share today, that you that small business owners take time out of their busy day. Um, or week, I should say week, right? Yeah. And just allocate a moment or two and have 
you know, it's either they're they're doing a data dump from their own mind or they're um, sharing their thoughts with other small business owners or, you know, brainstorming a little bit. But, yeah. but having a moment to really think about these things that we're going to share today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's a critical part of everybody's strategy with any business. And I, I love that you corrected it from a little bit a day to a little bit a week because yeah. a business owner is probably like, what? Yeah. I don't even have time, you know, this day or that day. That's I mean, right. how am I going to set aside time for this? So, right. yeah, I think that's a really good point is like you need to set aside some time and don't don't be over aggressive that you have to do it every day. Right. Try it once a week, but it should be there right. because if you want to grow, if you want to build, you're going to need a strategy for that. So, yep, absolutely. Yep. And even for us, you know, um, you know, this is what we do full time. We don't we don't manufacture anything or I mean, we do service our internal members here and, and even our external members of the credit union. But um, this is what we do full time. And a lot of times we can get in the nuts and bolts of the tactical side of marketing and we do have to set pause and say, how, what are we going to do strategically? Yeah. And that, that those are the, those are the moments that we have, that we get to reset and we get to pivot. You know, we do a little bit of analysis on what's working and what's not working or what do we want to be focusing on in the future? So, yeah. but even for us, we do this full time. And for us, I don't think strategically, it's not something that we strategically think about every day, every week. I mean, maybe monthly, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, let's talk about the podcast. It's let's like a regroup. Work. Yeah. Let's get exactly. back together. Let's look at what we're doing. What are we doing that's working? What are th some things that maybe we should consider doing in the right. future? Because right. nothing should be, I don't think it should be too rigid either. Because like, I think you'd mentioned it before, things are always changing so much right. in the technological landscape, the marketing landscape, the media landscape. I mean, new stuff is happening every day. So if you're too, if you're too rigid, and going by, you know, some of the old school practices, it may be time for you to adjust at least a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's what this sitting down and just strategizing helps you do is it helps you kind of just take a step back, look at what you're doing and gives you an opportunity to kind of like imagine the new possibilities right. that you can that'll keep you competitive in right. the marketplace. Because that's really what this is about is keeping you competitive. You want your message to reach your customers, your potential customers, and you want to be able to sell your products or your services. Right. So... And and again, it, not to reiterate the same point, but it's always changing. So yeah. it's good to stay on top of it. Yeah, absolutely. Nope, really good point. I can tell that that latte has kicked in. So it's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm sorry. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that we want to talk about um, is establishing brand identity. So let's talk a little bit about what that means. You know, when you think about branding, brand identity, like what does that mean to you, Lizzie? Um, I would say it's it's being clear about uh, what what your product and your company means to the people that you're selling to. Okay. Or to the world on the world stage in general. Right. right. Brand identity. It involves you know your company image. It involves your voice. Mm -hmm. How you how you send your messages to your customers, your potential customers. Um, what it looks like. You know what your brand styles and colors are. All of that plays a role in what your brand identity is. Right. So it's good to have a, a solid identity because that helps give you credibility. Right. Um, it gives you a more polished professional look and it, I would say it's more trustworthy, mm -hmm. you know, in, in a competitive market. Yep. To me, it, it really is what sets you apart and how do they mm -hmm. recognize you in the marketplace? Yeah, right? yeah. So that's, and it's so important 
um, you know, everybody, I, I always say this, I think almost for every podcast, it seems like I bring this up, but seven times, it takes seven times for someone to either hear, see, feel your message, right? In order to get it. Mm. So there has to be consistency yeah. in your brand, regardless of the channel that you're using, you know, so it has yeah. to be consistent. So, um, so that's what we're talking about today, guys, is like, how are people recognize you, recognizing you in the marketplace? And, and, you know, is your image correct? So here we're going to just share um, five major brand goals for you to, to think about when uh, establishing your, your brand in the marketplace. So the first one, Liz, is um, you want to build awareness. Mm. What, you know, whether it's product yep. or service, you want to let your community, let your, and again, it could be local community, it could be national stage, but you want to build awareness of your brand in the marketplace. So, you know, when you think about that, you have to think about what channels you're going to use. Um, if it's local, then, you know, you can, you can think about what, how am I hearing about products and services? And, right. you know, the channel that you're hearing about products and service is probably the best channel for you to use, right? It's not the only channel, but it could be the best channel. So um, for us, locally, we use, um, we do use radio. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, we've actually used um, TV. We still do some print advertising yep. in local newspapers, and um social media social media big one yep absolutely we do a lot of community events yep right so they see the triangle banner the triangle tent at a lot of local um local events and i would say street signs i mean we actually have branches around here that um we have a bill we have a branch in in manchester that has a billboard so we utilize that as well so Anywhere and all things. The only thing that we haven't done is one of those airplanes with the thing on the back of it. <laughs> the banner flying behind yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not at the beach, so no. maybe that's true. <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> We'd have to just sell online banking. <laughs> exactly. Which is, is great, by the way. So anyone listening in. So you want to build awareness um, of, your, of your brand, um, you know, whatever your service or your product is, your you're trying to build yep. awareness. You want people to know you're there. Exactly. You want them to know that you want them to recognize you and see you in the marketplace. You want them to see you on the streets. Right. And to your, to what you said earlier too, uh, community involvement. I mean, that's a big one. Right. Those those events draw hundreds of people. Right. Sometimes thousands. So it's like if you can get your message out there, if you can get your brand out there, it's more visibility for you. And and then the cool thing about those too is you get to actually talk to people. Right. You get to actually have a conversation. If they have questions, they can ask you and that's a that's a huge opportunity for somebody who's looking to build right build their brand and just remember too, like logo everything right yeah. whether it's a giveaway yeah. you know what you know if you have a booth somewhere you want to make sure that your logo are on all your signs um, and again consistency of your brand is so important the next uh, major brand goal that we want to talk about is creating an emotional connection so this is important when it comes to uh, your brand because you want to resonate with the people that you're trying to sell 
sell to. Right. And you want it to be more than just an exchange of money. If you want them to come back, you want to connect with them. And the way to do that is to connect with them emotionally. Right. And that's, I would put this into that whole um, category of like, you market the feature, uh, not the feature of your product, you market the benefit of your product over the feature of your product. Right. So it's less about what your product and your service does for them, and it's more about how it, it how it helps them in their life. Mm. And I, I think that's an emotional connection there because, I mean, we make choices on what we buy and how we use things based on how we're feeling. Right. I mean, that's a massive element in when or why we purchase stuff. Right, exactly. And, you know, to your point too, Liz, I feel like that we've talked about emotional connection with, with the Triangle brand because of our community involvement. Yes. You know, people actually... You know, they'll see us in the community doing good things, and that means something to them. And that's part of our right. core values here. So it's, uh, it's again, you're making a connection um, with a potential member. And that's not our purpose. Our purpose is actually just to help our community. But I right. feel like that that's a, a positive byproduct of being in the community and doing events. Yeah. Uh, to, you to want say. people who, um, when they come to do business with you, leave wanting to do business with you again. Exactly. And and being proud that they were there and a part of a part of you that you're a part of them, you know, business-wise. Right. So, yep, no really good point. All right, uh, the third major brand goal is to differentiate your product or service offering. So, when you think about, you know, you've heard that the saying you always want to build a better mousetrap. Yeah. Right. There's a thousand mousetraps, but you always are yes. looking to build the better one. <laughs> so that's the one thing that you have to think about is how are you, you know, what are you changing with your product and service and how does it differentiate from those other companies um, that are doing something similar in the marketplace? Yeah. And um, it's just a, it could be a very small tweak, but, you know, whatever, whatever you're doing, you know, just you do want to focus on how to improve what's already there. Yeah. And I feel like that's a tricky one to do, too, because like you said, I mean, you could have a, you know, 20 different mousetraps out there. So how you have to really like do a lot more thinking about this one. And maybe it means you, you know, do a couple surveys, ask your customers, get some feedback, see what it is that they particularly love about your product or service. And maybe that could be a good way to find what differentiates you. Yeah. Something that they feel extra proud of. Right. And what's interesting, though, too, Lizzie, sometimes it doesn't come down to the product. The product can be the same exact product. It could be the service that you're providing True. Yeah. on the back end. You Support. Know. Support. Communication. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How responsive are you if mm-hmm. they're having problems with their product? Right. Yeah. So. 100%. Okay. The next brand goal we were going to talk about is creating credibility and trust. So I don't know if anyone's going to get someone to buy their product again if that person does not trust them. Mm -hmm. So this is very, very important um, from a branding standpoint, in my opinion, because you don't want to be, you don't want to be untrustworthy and you want to be credible. I mean, people who, who take advantage of consumers or customers, I mean, they may get their initial sales, they may get that, but they're not going to get repeat business because no one's going to trust them. So you really want to make sure that people trust you and trust your products. Yeah. I feel like that when someone sees your logo, it should be an immediate, the immediate reaction is, you know, trustworthiness, you know, or confidence that you've got the good product, you've got the best product that, you know, that whatever you're buying, um, 
in the marketplace. One thing that comes to mind in this one in particular, um, for me, when I do a lot of searching for a new, you know, I want to buy a product here, or a lot of maybe for me online sales, right? If I see an item then I'm like, oh, I really like that. Um, I want to know that that website I'm purchasing something from is trustworthy and credible. So I think like in a in an e-commerce or a web-based marketing position, this is even more important because you don't want people questioning that your brand is is unreal or that it's being fake or you know there you don't have the proper securities in place so even even things like security come down to this Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you have your bases covered to protect the people you're doing business with and that will really boost your credibility that'll really boost their trust in your brand so i i just think like that one in particular um is just so important yeah absolutely absolutely um and one way you know i mean we we talk about this quite a bit is like member testimonials yeah you know i mean if you can get you know customer customer testimonials i feel like that and you know put those on your website um you're building you're building credibility and trust yeah you know well they say oh sorry no go ahead they say that like you know people are more likely to buy i mean it's an immense amount Mm -hmm. i don't know if it's like 80 percent more likely to purchase something if it's been referred to them by a friend or family member because that's actually credibility though it's not coming from your your you know mouth it's coming from somebody who's worked with you or done business with you they're going to do more selling if they trust you so that like if i found a website and i wanted to purchase it from purchase something from it i'd question it a little bit more if a friend of mine told me oh go to this website buy this thing i would probably be 80 percent more likely to purchase something absolutely because i trust my friend right so that's a good point terry is you're going you can go beyond um, you, you know, raising this banner of trust us, trust us to making sure you utilize the customers that trust you Absolutely. and having them get that word of mouth out there. Right. And, you know, a lot of times, too, um, <laughs> when, you, when you just mentioned about getting a referral from a family or friend, I when when my kids were little, um, I always tell like family stories, I guess. But when my kids were little, I didn't have a pediatrician. Like I, my actually, I had a pediatrician when when the kids were real little when they first born, but the the provider moved out of the area, so then I was at a loss. <laughs> so I ended up calling my best friend. It, rather than doing all my research <laughs> myself, I went. I just immediately went to my best friend, and I was like, "Who do you use?" So I ended up um, going to the same pediatrician that she used. I I also go to the same dentist that she <laughs> used. And wait, because I go to the same hairdresser that she uses as well. <laughs> because I feel like that she's done all of this research and I might as well just tap into everything that she's done, <laughs> save myself a boatload of time. And I trust it her, saved, right? Yeah. So you trust your family and you friends. You do. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's no, that's okay. that's really good. And I mean, I've done the same thing. In fact, I've referred friends to certain people because they were having trouble finding a, a doctor. or oh, yeah. So they came to me. Who do you go to? And I've referred them. And they were like more than happy. They ended up referring that person to somebody else. Like right. they referred their other friend to this person. Right. So before you know it, we're all going to the same doctor. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's so true, though. Uh, hey, so if if you're a service provider, like a medical or dental service provider, we, we definitely recommend a referral 
campaign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give, maybe give give an extra little referral bonus to someone. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. The last thing that we wanted to talk about as far as um, establishing brand identity and the goal that you should have is motivating your purchase, motivating uh, for purchase or in our case, it's like, how are we always looking for our new members, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at the credit union? So yeah. uh, that should always be part of your branding effort is, you know, um, it always comes, it does it always come back to cash and, and sales. Yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> kind of why you're in business. Okay, you're getting up bit. for two things. You're getting up for two things in the morning. One is to have a latte or a coffee, yeah. Ooh, right? Yes. The second thing is to is to go to work, mm-hmm. right? I mean, for the most part, right? And why do you work? It's like you're you're trying to build a livelihood for yourself. Yeah. Or and if you're a small business owner, you're trying to make sales. So that is really you know that's where really what it comes down to and when you say like making sales yeah okay it does come down to ultimately making a purchase but a lot of business owners uh you know they go into business for a reason you know Mm. and and usually it is to make money but there's usually another element there and that's to help people or a passion so they if if they care about their business and they care about what they do they're going to infuse that into their products and it will come down to cash, but it's going to come down to service and, and providing a good quality product. Right. And that, it, like you said, is tied to their passion or, right. or their, you know, their desires in life. Right. So, I mean, if you genuinely believe that what you're selling is going to help people, it's not a bad thing to right. sell it. You know, right. exactly. You're making people happier in life. <laughs> I would, I would it's hope so, so. It's always that latte, right? It's always this latte. <laughs> Am I talking too fast? No, you're not. Okay, good. You're nailing it. You're nailing it. It does kind of go find the face of like my life motto is, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And then like, wait a minute. Yeah, you do. <laughs> There's a caveat to that. There's definitely a caveat to that. <laughs> but it's a good life. It's a good life. I think that's what we're... That's what I we're think it's the for. fulfillment thing. Mm-hmm. You know, your I mean, purpose. there's always... Work... At, doesn't always mean fun, you know, especially if it's something that you love. Sometimes people hate what they do sometimes even if it's their passion but that's what gives them a sense of fulfillment right and i think that's why they do it right sorry about that that's my i think that's my um alert. fantasy football alert <laughs> <laughs> let me do a quick check actually i'll just turn this off that might be better okay so uh the second phase of our podcast today is about knowing your target audience so we did a little bit of research and we found um, five ways to identify your target audience. So Lizzie, I'll let you take the first one. Okay, so the first one we have listed here is get to know your current audience. Mm-hmm. Again, big key here. I mean, you wanna know the people that you're selling to and not know them personally, obviously, because if you have a lot of a lot of people, right. um, you're not gonna know them. But the idea is you really want to hone in on who they are. Right and really get an idea of what they do, what their interests are, you know, what their hopes and dreams are. Isn't that the psychographics? I think they call mm-hmm. that psychographics mm-hmm. when it comes to like marketing research. So you really want to tap into that because mm-hmm. it will help you better market the appropriate messages right. to send them. Right. Absolutely. And I feel like that, you know, one thing that we've learned, we're always learning as well, like, you know, whether it's a conference or a webinar or whatever, but when you're, um, if you have a service and product that you're introducing, you know, we have, I think right now we're up to about 60,000 members. And, you know, one of the, you know, we, all, we have specific goals, 
you know, throughout the year. And one might be, let's, you know, we'll take one, one goal of ours and that's mortgages, right? So not everybody is in the market for a mortgage. So one of the things that we do is target market, uh, target marketing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and if we use our channel, let's say it's, you know, we're doing email. We don't want to email, you know, a blast that's going to cover or blanket our whole membership because right. um, our membership, some of our memberships includes, you know, kids club. Right? So it's like, why, why is my kid getting this email about mortgages? Um, but, you know, or if you have an existing mortgage with us, like, you know, that doesn't make sense either. So I feel like that you, it is really important to know what your, who your current audience is, right? Because you need to, target a specific message to them right i i don't know about you but i get so many emails um and this you know i would say probably 85 percent just don't pertain to me mm. you know so it's like yep. what a drag you know you're just <laughs> constantly cleaning out your your email inbox or if you're like me you let it build up to 2000 <laughs> <laughs> And then I spend like one day to literally go through all of them and just delete, 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 delete. And then you're like unsubscribe. And no, one wants to, no, no, no company wants you to unsubscribe. So, so really, if you're target, you need to know who your current audience is and then target your message to to that audience. So yeah. I think that that's really important. And like you said, too, I mean, we, we have different audiences yes in our in our company and that's fine and a lot of businesses out there probably will you'll have some audiences that are looking for mortgages you'll have some audiences that are looking for kids club products like so you're you're not just gonna have one audience you just you need to segment your audiences so you know you're sending the appropriate messages to each one exactly and they're more likely gonna listen to you know your offer right yep 100 percent okay so um another way to identify your target audience is to interview your Customers, prospects, and potential buyers, and yes. um, so one of the things can we can we talk about what we what, about your new business on your, oh. your side hustle? It's a it's a little hobby business. Okay. It's, it's not. A, it's a little <laughs> one, but 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 you're doing a show, right? Yes, you're going to do a show, and one of the things that we talked about is you know interviewing in terms of like identifying the other products that you can offer or that you can build up in your inventory is to interview the people that come by your booth, right? Yep. To find out why, you know, what what made you pick out this particular piece of over oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, for anyone who's listening, um, just to clarify a little bit, this is just a little jewelry making hobby business. So it's something like she's going to own the world, crazy. <laughs> but it, it does it does apply because it's like it's it is important. If if some if I'm talking to someone who's purchasing a product, you know, and and they particularly if I find that everybody I'm asking questions to loves silver over gold, and then right. it's like okay, maybe I should go more in the silver direction and make sure I offer more of that. So it's that feedback that's right. so valuable absolutely as, as a business absolutely so yeah that's just to clarify that you know if people like the color blue over the color red or whatever um it's just important to know and then um another one i think you listed was potential buyers and that's like you can ask people maybe they haven't bought your product yet but are you interested in this or what would make you interested right, in this right. um do you think there's a time in your life where you'll ever need this uh so it just kind of gives you an idea of expanding your your I would say like, I almost said brain, but like expanding your awareness, awareness mm-hmm. of what other possibilities are out there for right. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And even for us here at the credit union, 
we actually, um, it's not annual. I want to say maybe every two years. So it, I, I always get that confused. Is it biannually? I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, we have member surveys that we send out mm. to determine mm-hmm. our net promoter score. So, and there are multiple uh, platforms that will, and I think some of them are free that you can use uh, to establish your yep. your NPS. And that is basically, it's just, um, it's giving you um, a measurement yeah. of, of how you're doing in terms of service and products yep. for your current membership. So, yeah. or customers, we call our, our customers are, are our members. So, um, you know, that's one, that's one vehicle that you can always use is, um, you know, just doing an annual survey yep, or a biannual or, or whatever, some periodic survey. Um, it's just always good to get feedback. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. it's, it's good to ask for the feedback too. I mean, you know, right. people are going to give you feedback and sometimes, you know, people leave feedback for a variety of different reasons, but it's good to just take the opportunity and really reach out and, right. and actively pursue people's true opinions. Right. And, and I think that's just due diligence from mm-hmm. a branding side. I mean, it, it is important that you, you find a way to regularly do that just to keep yourself in the same, same, in the same track right. with your audience, with your customers. Yep. So. Yep. Absolutely. And you think about it, I mean, Home Depot, um, Dunkin' Donuts, you know, our major brands around here, they constantly do it. Oh, it's yeah. It's usually right on their receipt. Yep. You know, it's like, if you fill out this survey, then you can win, you know, a million dollars. Or I was going to say, or, get a free donut. Or get a free donut. By the way, that's usually my motivation. I'm like, I'll do that survey. I'll answer five questions. <laughs> that is one thing too. Is I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want a long inter a long right, um, survey. Absolutely. So that's just make sure you pick your questions mm-hmm. properly, appropriately. Just don't don't burden them with you know 30 different questions because you're probably not going to get a lot of responses right. at that point exactly that free donut's not as appealing anymore <laughs> <laughs> okay so the third one that we uh, want to cover for identifying your target audience is to take a look at your social media insights those are going to tell you a lot about the types of people that follow you mm-hmm. what they talk about um, the trends that they align with uh, it's just a really quick and easy way to get a good idea yeah and the the great thing about the social media the analytics that are available are like sometimes it's a little overwhelming but and you have to (laughs) kind of comb through it and say this is applicable this isn't applicable but the analytics that these platforms offer it's just amazing yeah they really drill down yeah they do so that's that's huge the um the second and a follow-up to that one is analyzing your competitors social media followers right so um that's a little bit more, you know, um, just in terms of, I feel like that one's a little bit harder only because you don't have the analytics right, uh, yeah. uh, available to you on that. But you can certainly look at what kind of posts um, they're doing, how frequently yep. they're posting, the interaction or engagement. Yeah. Um, what kinds know. of comments are they getting? Absolutely. What kinds of shares? Yep. Yep. Definitely. And, you know, I mean, the other thing, too, is that you know, how many followers do they have? And it's a good goal for, you know, if they have more followers than you, then, you know, oh, I, I want to reach that number. Or if you, if you have more followers than they do, then, you know, staying ahead of the pack. So, yeah, right. But. Yep, that's another quick way to find some of your tar- target audience. Mm-hmm. And the last one we're going to cover is uh, identify the real value of your products or services. Mm. So this one... Um, 
this is going to help you really connect with your audience um, when you really understand what your product and your service does for them, mm-hmm. I would think. Um, when you know that, you're really going to be able to communicate to them in a clearer way. Right, right, yeah. The You know, when we when we looked at this list, I think that one of the things that you and I took away, especially because it's a credit union, the credit union that we work for, is, um, you know, really about, how do how do we save how do we save our members money right yeah um yep in terms of interest rates um or how do we help them grow their money into in terms of deposit rates so establishing our real value really comes down to real things like like money yeah you know that is and it's so measurable so sometimes it's it can be a little bit different if Let's say that, you know, if you're a carpet, if you're laying carpet, that's your that's your product or your service. Um, it, it might be a little bit harder to determine mm. what your real value is, especially if you're trying to compare it, you know, in a competitive market. Yeah. Right? You know what yeah. your value is, right? But how do you compare that to um, your competitors? So it might take a little bit of drilling down. Um but it's something it's a it's a good exercise to go through because what ends up happening is when you go through that exercise of determining what your real value is you've got an amazing elevator pitch yes right yeah because now you know that i've got four or five features that lead to amazing benefits and when i'm talking to potential customers i can just throw those out yeah and so you know, that's, I think that that's why it's so important to go through that exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It'll make it more relevant to them in their lives and it will show them what it is that they can improve about right. their situation, which I mean, we all want to, we right. all want that. We all want, you know, more money right. in our savings accounts or, you know, our wealth to grow. So if you understand that, you're going to have a, a really, like you said, a, a good elevator pitch. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. We're going to take a few minutes just to hear from our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union, and we'll be back in just a second after the break. It's time to take your financial education to the next level. Triangle Credit Union is excited to share we just launched our new educational website, TCU University. You'll find financial guides, tips, and resources you can use in your everyday life. Explore the website to watch webinars, view presentations, read blogs, and listen to new podcast episodes. Get financial education at your fingertips with TCU University. Visit triangleuniversity.org to explore, learn, and connect. Okay, we're back. So the, the last thing or the last segment that we want to talk about are what should my 2022 small business goals be? And I mean, mm. we, we put a, we put a, uh, a calendar on there. We shouldn't have said it. what really it should be. What should my small business? <laughs> I feel uh, like they're always the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what should what my should small be. business marketing goals be? So let's just go with that. So goal number one. Um, and again, we already kind of touched on this Lizzie a little bit, but it's about increasing sales. And then the one thing that I would add to that is upselling opportunities, mm. you know, um, adding it to is upsell opportunities. So, um, and what we mean about that is where can you, you know, when you're when you're dealing with a customer, what things can you add to, you know, uh, to the value to make it 
valuable for them mm. to um, to use your product. And again, let me go up. Let me go back to the carpet salesperson. So if I just laid carpet, now what I want to do is I want to describe or show my customer the um, how do you how do you take care of your carpet, mm. right? So yeah. I just we just lay this beautiful new carpet. See, these are the products that we offer for you know so that you can make sure keep that you keep it clean and you know keep it so that it's looking nice so those are the upsell opportunities that i would say that's just one example i, I think know. of like furniture sales mm-hmm. for whatever reason you said carpet you know when you buy a piece of furniture usually they offer a protection plan or right. you know and sometimes sometimes people brush those off but other times they're actually very useful so yes. you know i wouldn't be so quick to just write it off every time because you know it is an upsell opportunity but it is also a service that you mm-hmm. provide them right. so there's that or like you said things that you can provide to them to keep them keep it clean themselves so yeah think about ways that you can increase your sales but also ways that you can provide additional value for them Mm -hmm. in that transaction so that's the first goal the second goal we have is to generate valuable leads and to build an effective inbound marketing strategy Mm. so if you're trying to build your business you're going to want to get more people to find you, yes. right? You need to generate more leads ultimately. Right. Right. So the way to do that is to create an inbound marketing strategy. So how are you going to find new people? How are these going to be valuable leads? Cuz you can, you know, you can cast a wide net, but maybe not everybody, maybe 50% of the people in that net are even interested in your product. So you do have to be a little bit more picky about right. that. And that's why you should kind of focus more on getting valuable leads and effective inbound marketing because you don't want to end up wasting resources on leads that aren't so helpful for you. Right. So that's another goal. If you want to work on that, that's definitely something you can work on. Absolutely. Good point. The, the third goal is to create content or more content. And the Mm -hmm. one thing that I would just say about that is, and I think that we, we've used this word several times in this segment and it's about value. Mm-hmm. Right. We want to create valuable content. And I feel like that we're going through an exercise right now about our website right? Mm-hmm. for Triangle. So we're doing a rebuild on our website and we're improving it. And a lot of that means looking at the content and then identifying what is educational and relevant and how does it bring value. Mm-hmm. Right. So yep. when you're creating content, whether it's social media, I mean, social media is probably a little bit more general in the sense that because you can really you know get into the the social side of it right yeah but if you're looking at you know if it's a flyer or if it's an email or if it's your website then make sure that that content that you're creating offers value to the people who are reading it yeah because if it doesn't offer value it's going to be wasted resource absolutely don't so waste my time don't waste your t- yeah don't waste our time don't waste your time exactly. like it's it's very important to make sure that you're creating content that actually provides value to people yeah and i think that on top of this if you're already doing that which which many of these um, businesses might be you want to find ways to do more of it you know again new avenue avenues are opening every day right so there's always more platforms there's always more opportunities new technologies come on the scene i mean how many years ago or was podcasting not even a thing right you know and or if it was it was very minuscule but now it's it, a lot more people are doing that so uh, there's more opportunities there for uh, and even like you know short form video content now i mean it used to be 
It used to take a lot of work to put something together. Now it's you can do that in half a day right. if you want to. So if your business isn't there yet, this may be an avenue where you might want to expand. You might want to start looking into these opportunities for yourself to kind of get more valuable content to more people. Mm. I, you know, and I'm going to just, uh, I know we're running a little bit long on this segment, but I, I really want to just, you mentioned something that it just, it just triggered in my mind. How cool is it to watch um, people who are, in me, for me it's amazing, but to watch people who are laying stone. Mm, you know, yes. st- like yes. doing so. so if you had video and you were demonstrating how to do that, like 90, yeah. 90% of the people are never going to lay their own stone, <laughs> right? But they're going to watch it and they're going to watch how you do it. And then they see this beautiful product. But if you have a YouTube channel and it's, you're a, you know, you do, you're doing uh, hardscapes or you're, a, you know, you're, you work with stone just doing this creative video and then just putting it on a YouTube channel or social media and then directing it, you know, to your website. It's just, yeah. a, it's like, you're going to gain more traffic right there. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I watched a video of a guy who put a whole pool in. So I mean, right, like this right. is a thing, like yes. maybe not everyone's interested in that, but to Terry's point, if you, if you have something that people are genuinely interested or, or they may be compelled to watch, right. give it a shot. Absolutely. See what happens. Absolutely. You know, you may drive more traffic to your site and get more get more leads. Right. And I think some people, especially people who are in the trades and you are building something, there might be a little bit of a concern. Well, if I show people how to do it, then, you know, I might be missing my own sale. And, you know, my, my, so, but I, again, going back to my, my previous question, my previous point is that I, I do believe I don't have anything statistically to support this, but I do believe that the majority of people that watch your video are not going to take that on themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like not everyone's that, a DIYer. <laughs> we are. Terry is. I, we are. But, but again, I've, I've you know, it's just an, a great opportunity to get out um, a, a different way to spread your messages, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Doing a product video like that. No, definitely some ideas. So the fourth goal that we're going to talk about is to improve your customer retention. So you want your customers to come back when they do business with you. You want them to stick around. You want them to see what new things you're offering or or what's, what, what additional benefits that you have to offer them. Mm-hmm. So for your marketing goals, like think a little bit about ways that you can keep them loyal to you and keep them coming back. And that could be something like, you know, offering webinars, offering seminars, maybe, um, things like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing too, Lizzie, going back to our previous, one of our previous points was when you're doing an, a survey, you know, you could ask in terms of like, Oh yeah. You know, um, I don't know what would I say? Like maybe are there additional services that they need yeah. or, um, where could we improve here? Right, or yeah, exactly. what do you have any ideas on new things that you'd like to see come from right. this company or something? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good opportunity. Yep. Good idea. All right. And then the last goal is to get more site traffic. So what we're talking about here is you're basically it's your website. You want to push a lot of traffic to their website. And if you don't have a you know a robust website, it's definitely an op- you know, it should be something that you consider you know, making sure that the content on your site is, is giving valuable information, education to anybody who lands there. 
So yeah. one of the things that we do, we always, um, when we do a social media post, typically we try to drive traffic to our website. Uh, we also do Google advertising. So again, oh, yeah. pushing traffic to the website. If we generate an email that requires some type of actionable item, it's usually you know, driving traffic to our website. So that has really become the conduit, if you will. Yeah. You know, especially when you think about digital marketing, which yeah. is really what we seem to be focusing on more and more. And e but even for our print, w there's nothing that goes out of this organization that doesn't have trianglecu.org on. Right. Right. Yeah. So everybody, but that's where everybody's getting their information. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, when you think about a product or service that, you know, you're looking for, what's the first thing that you do? You, you're doing search, right? Yep. Go right to the website yep. or yeah, search online. And then you want to show up in those search res right. re responses and you want to be up there. So people are going to see you. Yeah. Um, this one I think is, I mean, everyone should be doing this all the time. That's why these goals I think are just, they shouldn't be particular to one year. They're literally, this is, these are things yeah. that you should be working on every year because you, you always want to get more site traffic. Absolutely. Um, again, they may not all be qualified, great, fantastic leads, but um, you're more likely to get more leads as you drive more traffic. So make sure that you're comparing what you, how much traffic you had last year, last month, and make it a goal to improve that the next time around. So you can, like Terry said, you can go into maybe some more SEO efforts or some website tagging, maybe run some some Google ads, right. you know, maybe some more uh, social media ads, anything. I mean, there's all kinds of resources out there that you can look into. But this is a great one. You want people to come to your brand. You want them to see you. Right. So the best place to, to do that is on your website. Right. I think in the future, we're going to probably do a, a podcast about measuring your marketing. Right. So. But I will say the one thing about website traffic that, again, going back to, you know, the digital channels, website analytics are so important. And there's mm -hmm. so much data um, that's uh, offered to you yes. as a marketeer. So, you know, you want to use those, those data points. And um, so when you're looking at the platform that you're going to use for your website, just make sure that it offers data so that you can make yeah. those improvements, you know, find out where 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 people are landing when they visit your web page or, or your website, how much time they're spending on each page. Yeah. You know, if you're seeing that they're there briefly, then that's telling you that there's not a lot of good information there for them. There's right. information that's not valuable. So yeah. it's just something to look at. So. Yeah, and that it, it may be more work for you, but it will pay off in the long run because, like Terry said, you may have to go in and make some tweaks mm -hmm. if you're finding that there's people aren't sticking. Right. So it gives you a lot more information than just the number of people visiting your site. Right. Right. <laughs> We're going to be talking about measurements in an in an upcoming episode too, so that will give you a little bit more information about that. So that actually concludes our best practices for your small business. So well done, Lizzie. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Right. I hope I didn't talk too fast with all this <laughs> caffeine running through my veins. We're going to do a rapid fire segment. If you're if you're familiar <laughs> with our podcast, you know that whenever we have a guest on, we always talk about uh, our our rapid fire. And this is just basically an opportunity for you to kind of get to know us a little bit more. So I'm going to ask questions of Liz and um, Liz, this is. I'm going to ask five questions and then, you know, you just go ahead and 
you know, no explanation is needed. You just make a decision and let us know which which one is most appealing. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. I'm I'm super nervous. (laughs) Okay. Beach or lake? Beach. Martini or margarita? Oh, martini. (laughs) All the way. (laughs) Game night or movie night? Oh, I'm thinking, oh, that's a hard one. I'm thinking, oh, movie night. Oh, I know you're a big gamer. I am a big gamer. I do. (laughs) Okay. Steak or seafood? Oh, man, Terry. Steak? Steak. I like it all. All right. It's all good. And then the last one is HGTV or History Channel. Oh, man. Probably HGTV on this one. Really? I love history. I know you do. But I think if I were to watch the History Channel, not everything on the History Channel intrigues me. Okay. So with HGTV, it's always like, ooh, what are they building now? Right. Or what are they fixing now? So, yeah. I mean, I like them both. But okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I also like seeing watching people build things and create things, mm. and that's just where HGTV shines. Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, Terry, are you ready? I am. Shoot. Okay. East Coast or West Coast? East Coast. Movie or TV show? Mm, movie movie okay pizza or pasta pizza okay sandals or high heels oh sandals <laughs> i kind of figured that one <laughs> i think i might i don't have them on right now but yes sandals. okay and then the last one um staycation or vacation oh staycation really yeah oh i thought you'd be vacation all the way well Vac- uh, okay, I love vacation. She's I always love, talking about vacation. I love a good vacation, but I love. It's so weird. I mean, I'm after like three or four days. I'm like, it's time to go home. Really, I'm ready to go home. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, you do you get that vacation hangover thing where it's like when you come yes. home, you're not ready to jump back into yes. life again. Yes. You still gotta unwind. Yeah. So you need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah. It which is isn't true. always good. It is true. I do love to explore new areas. Mm-hmm. So that. You know, I've uh, that it, that's a hard one. It is a hard yeah. one. But I, if I didn't think about it and it just came out, it's staycation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, staycations are great. Yeah, I had one a couple weeks back and it was phenomenal. Yeah. So you really, just, nice. I don't know you just feel more rested. Yeah, yeah. I think that the other thing too is that when I'm on vacation, I just want I'm the, not the person that can go to the beach and just relax. I'm the person that when I'm in a new area, I want to see everything, and I find that a little bit exhausting. Yeah, yeah. Well, you are using energy whenever yeah. you do that. <laughs> You're going out, seeing new things, doing things. Yeah. No, it's definitely true. Well, that's cool. I didn't realize that. I thought you were going to be vacation all the yeah. way. So, gotta love a good staycation. Well, that wraps up today's Making Money Personal podcast. Thank you, Liz, so much for uh, being part of this podcast. Yeah, no problem. Really Thank you, Terry. All right. This is fun. Have a great day, everybody. We appreciate you listening and make sure that you check out our. Where are we, Lizzie? Go ahead. Oh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter now. And we have obviously on our website, we have all of our episodes posted and listed. We do a weekly money tip. So every Mm -hmm. Tuesday, tune in. We got another maybe five minute clip on some money tip that we hope you find useful in your own life. So we've been doing a lot. Yes, we have. We're trying to market ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Enjoy the show, everybody. Take care. Take care. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. 
Thank you for listening and have a great day.